Bang bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to our second edition of these uh, spooky Halloween movie reviews. I forget what we're calling them. Uh, <laughs> but my name is Scrump. This is Stank. And we're joined by a very special guest today when when we started this endeavor like a year and a half, a year and some change. Yeah. Uh, there was one person that we, we, we had to recruit for episode one. He was... Uh, He's the king of Chicago comedy, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> All right, he was uh, the most frequent guest on the now defunct Freezing Point podcast, uh, Bang Bang, and he's probably like the biggest shining nerd next to like me that I know. So of course, <laughs> Ed, for, for full clarity, uh, upon going to go get him for this uh, podcast, I, I go out into the alley. And I see goddamn Jack Torrance walking towards me. Uh, with this being an audio medium, you won't be you won't be able to see it. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, the one, the only, Marty DeRosa. That's a good tease. You can either tease the photo before the podcast or tell the story and then, yeah. This was something I didn't realize that I just had. I didn't, like, set out to buy all the clothing that Jack wears. Uh, but, like, during the beginning of the quarantine, I was just like, oh, wait a minute. and I Because I bought this, like jacket online and it came in i was like wait a minute and uh because i had a buddy who there was a pop-up bar here last year and my buddy adam burke is a comedian and uh, bobby buds another comedian in chicago they had both been jack and they just kind of had that look so it's kind of like in my brain and then when i tried that jacket on i'm like you know what and then i like got a flannel and i'm like here we go baby well, when you walked in i looked i was like yeah, because I was why I, I had already had the outfit ready to go, but then I was just watching. Uh, I watched uh, what did I watched the other day that uh, in the heart of darkness. It's a, a really it's like five hours long documentary on Shutter, a horror documentary on Shutter. And they cover The Shining on there, and I was like, "Oh yeah, baby, we're breaking that out for the podcast." Well, like yesterday when I watched it, like so I watched The Shining and I watched Room Two Thirty Seven. Okay, and. The whole time, like it's what I've been doing with watching, like all the horror movies I've been watching is just like, what simple DIY costumes can you put together? Sure. Like, I'm probably just because I'm again, I'm very lazy, and like there, like everyone's like Halloween's not canceled, but yeah. we only really dress up at the shop, even as yeah. it was before when everyone would go trick or treating. I don't, I don't. You don't feel there's a lot of pressure for you guys to dress up because Ryan sets the bar Sometimes. so high. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. he. Like every year, we're like, "Oh, what are you doing?" And he's just like, he always like up. He's mysterious. It's crazy. Yeah. Always, yeah. And well, the thing too is like he'll get legit seamstresses sure. to like make hey. him these extravagant costumes. The which... wig, my my all time favorite was the 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 and the most attention to detail was the wig that he had made when he was the Million Dollar Man. <laughs> oh yeah, on the Jericho cruise. That was like the. I mean, he was like, I don't even want to tell you how much this was. <laughs> like it well, was he, even when he was professionally made. Even when he was uh, what's his name? When he was Razor Ramon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing. He had like a little Jerry curl coming down. Papa Shango. Like I. Yeah. I vividly remember before, I, like right before I started working here at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, he did Gold Dust one year. Yeah. And I like I was going to the shop to pick up an order. And like I just like I remember walking in and uh, asking like I was just like oh hey like I'm here to pick up an order yeah and just hoping that I would ca- catch a glimpse of this like monster in his fucking gold dust yeah. costume because I'm like I I gotta see it like I gotta see it in person uh, I don't know what he's doing this year mm. like he, he he never tells anyone just shows up the day of huh? yeah well he's also like always like pitch certain ideas like yeah. like he has all those like he has three kids now four. I'm like, you guys should be like the Heart Foundation, uh-huh. just like random things. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know how easy it would be for him to get four custom tailored, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Heart Foundation costumes <laughs> on top of getting three little kids. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of work. I, I mean, 
for the photo op, it would be fun. Yeah, if he could recreate that famous uh, Hart family photo oh, with them all wearing like those the, jackets. Yeah, with the, oh. I call those Michael Jackson jackets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, with the like big militaristic like shoulder the fr- tassels, the fringy tassels. Yeah. Do you, do both of you guys have a like a, a setup or a ritual when you watch a horror movie? No. Uh, or like a lighting situation, or turn the lights off. Well, I, I was telling Stank yesterday. Yeah. So all last night, the lights out here in the warehouse, mm-hmm. wiring's all fucked up. Like I don't okay. think I don't think the guys Ryan hired to do it all okay. were, were the best. <laughs> but it, like it's all fucked up. And so I I got home, uh, got some food. I was like, all right, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna watch this and turn all the lights off. Okay. So I'm up here and the lights turn back on and I'm like, oh, it's probably Fred, the guy who lives upstairs. Mm-hmm. You know, because occasionally he comes in and I'm like, all right, it's fine. Then lights go back off. I'm watching the movie, turns back on. I'm like, what the, like, what is this idiot doing that he just keeps going in and out of the garage over here? And like, I come in, I like, I peek through these little panels and I don't see anyone. I'm like, oh, all right. I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe it was Vinny. Maybe Vinny came into Mm -hmm. his office and uh, I go over to my room to grab something. But I hear Fred playing his uh, saxophone upstairs. So I was like, oh. Okay, it was definitely not mm. Fred, and I don't smell like it doesn't reek like marijuana, so I'm like it's definitely not Vinny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, and I'm like watching, and just the whole time I'm watching the shining, the lights are turning yeah, on and off. Spooky. Yeah, very like uh, spooky. When I was a kid, I remember my neighbor. I wasn't able to rent a lot of the scary movies, but my neighbor, their parents were just like, whatever. Like we'd rent like Porky's and like just all those like teen boner sex jam comedies, and then horror movies. And I always remember, like, I would call my house and be like, I'm on my way home. So that meant, like, have the lights on and, like, the door open. <laughs> and I would just run, like, it was only, like, three or four houses down, but I would run. But I love having, like, so we got some of those, like, LED lights that, like, change colors. And I'll go, like, red. Like, ah, oh, it's my favorite. No, I it was, it's funny you mentioned, like, watching horror movies as a kid like that. Because yeah. there was always that thing, like, with me, it was my cousins that lived upstairs. So it was a shorter walk than you. Like, I literally had to just go out the back door and down the stairs. But even then, it was like, <sighs> All right, yeah. the Blair Witch might get me in the 45 seconds that it takes me to get home. And it was very much like my parents, because like like I'll, like Mexican ass Alberto and Cecilia Lara were never really going to like patrol what we watched unless mm-hmm. it was something overtly like sexual. Right. Because okay. we watched plenty of like my dad would just be like, oh, hey, checked out, you know, check out Training Day. And we'd sit there and watch yeah. like Training Day with him or something. But if it was like something, there was like nudity. That's when my mom would be like, oh, OK. Like you can't watch this. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's someone. That... Someone posted a great like tweet. It was like uh, a, a short video of them watching like an intense sex scene in a movie with their parents. And they were just kind of like, yeah, okay. And then the mom is like, oh, like oh, this is interesting. It's like, oh god, please just end this. Well, right I don't know now. if you guys remember Chavo Guerrero's theme song. It would it was ooh yeah, Chavo. and I remember again like when I, when I started watching wrestling and like Chavo would come on. It's like. God. Yeah, I mean, like, there's got especially like now wrestling's pretty pretty sanitized. Like if you're watching like yeah. you know WWE or AEW or NXT or whatever, but like to been a kid watching like the Attitude Era with like all these like so many sexual like you know innuendos and insinuations and situations where you're just like oh and you're like watching with your parents or something when there's like some like super horny angle and you're like oh god I need to watch it with them. I just saw the video not too long ago of. Um, and I'm sure you guys have seen it where it's like some DX segment where there's like this, I don't know if she was a plant in the audience oh. or what. Oh, and yeah. And Triple H. H. Yeah. yeah. Triple H is like, take off your Let's top. Let's see the goods. Yeah. And like, the, and I can't imagine that ever happening. Like, yeah. 
again. Uh, if you think that, there's Paul Heyman would used to come out during ECW shows and was like aggressive with like women and taking their tops off and stuff or like yelling at fans. It was wild. It's it's one of those lost things. Like I I would expect something. I mean, there's no indie show where a girl's gonna like ah, but like coming out and being like super aggressive with yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just hey, different it, times. Different it was a time times. of a That's girl, the thing. girls gone wild. And I'll I'll watch movies with Sarah, my my girlfriend, and she'll uh like they're just like well oh, this was from the eighties like this was the way it was I don't know I can't explain she'll be like well, I don't know about all that and I'll be like well yeah I know now but like back then it was like hey this is just the way it is and it's like doesn't make it right or wrong but it is like yeah you can poke holes in a lot of these movies like I'll watch some of these old movies that I love and I'm just like oh boy that wouldn't that wouldn't slide right like, down I was re- I was recently rewatching Back to the Future oh I mean and like <laughs> there's incest there's sure. rape sure like, there's yeah. just sure. There's so many movies like that, like Revenge of the Nerds. Like, mm-hmm. You just put a costume on and basically sexually assaulted this lady. But, uh, you know, luckily The Shining Look, yeah, luckily is just about a good old guy doing his best. Hey, listen, it's just about a dad going through. Just hunkering down for winter. Yeah, <laughs> through rough times. Yeah. But, uh, Winters in Chicago. Am yeah. I right, guys? We get it. We but know how listen, it is. I would also enjoy just six months of peace, much like he did. Do you think that would have been a problem? Uh, I mean, I know the, ha- the I have my theories or whatever uh, as far as the house, the hotel being haunted and stuff like that. But I mean, uh, had that just been like a legit thing, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's not the worst job. Definitely not. Like, if someone was like, "Hey, do you want six months? Take care of this fucking thing." Yeah, it would be it would be creepy. Like, yeah, no matter what, even if even with your family there, yeah, because you would eventually yeah. hear a noise. Or hear or see something fucked up, and you'd be like, "Oh, it was it was Marty." And then yeah. you know you'd be like, "No, I was I was down in the kitchen making chili." Yeah, and well, just the expanse of the whole hotel, the, like whatever is in the darkest corners. Like even if you can't see it or hear it, your imagination goes wild, when, especially when you're just stuck out there by yourself. Yeah, and all the all the closed doors. That's the, that's the yeah. thing too. With like, there's times where I will watch that movie, and it's just like. I've seen somebody try to like map out the whole layout of the of the hotel because there's a lot of like weird. It doesn't make sense. Does, yeah, none of it makes yeah. sense. Um, but like just the idea of for me, it's like closed doors and stuff. Like that's the where it's like who knows what's in all of these mm-hmm. rooms, um, and like yeah, and like basements and things like that. And you're just sort of like, you know, stuck there and everything. But I don't like know. I'll say. Even going upstairs up here on the third floor, like I mentioned to you, yeah. like it's it's just a bunch of offices, mm-hmm. and it very much just feels like you're walking down the hallway of the Overlook because it's just it's like a narrow hallway. Yeah, there's there's a light up near the front. That's just it's always on. Yeah, and like I got to go up there to to take a shower, use sure. the bathroom. So like I'll be walking, and I know these offices are empty, but it is something about like closed doors. Mm-hmm. I'm like one of these days, one of these fucking doors is gonna swing open and oh, yeah. guy in a dog costume blowing yeah. some other guy. <laughs> My dad lives in like a retirement building, you know, apartment, mm-hmm. condo, whatever. And uh, it's my, my Facebook profile, but it's just like The Shining. And I took a picture like at the end of the hallway or whatever. And it's so quiet and it's just like trapped in time. It's very like it, like 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so creepy. That's what would get to me is the like even at home, I have to have the fan on even if I'm cold just for the noise, like just the silence, the the pregnant silence would drive me yeah because that i think with the with the shining i think it's like the end is like becomes like a horror movie where it's like he's got an axe and he's smashing stuff down and they're chasing and everything like that and people are getting killed but at the beginning 
when it's just like not yet turned up a notch, it's still that to me is like the creepiest of all. Because I remember as a kid watching it, and I think it might have been on on WGN, like all chopped up or whatever back in the day. And I remember just being like, "What is this movie?" You know, like mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" But I was like drawn towards it, and I was like, "What is this?" And I I think I had like heard about it and stuff, and it was like, "Okay, I gotta watch this movie." But like you'd see it, and you'd be like, "Is this even scary?" And then you're just kind of like, "This is so." creep it's just like creepy i think See, it's like an eerie I, creepy movie that's one of those movies where I, I i didn't watch till later on in life but i was always under the assumption that it was that it wasn't a scary movie just because of that because yeah. whatever clips and stuff i'd seen of it it wasn't until the simpsons i saw the simpsons parody of oh, it okay where i was just like oh i'm like i based on the simpsons parodying it for yeah. their halloween specials i'm like i guess this this is a horror movie yeah and yeah, like the the first half of it is very much that, very much just like, yo, check this this dude's about to have a fucking mental yeah. breakdown, so strap in. Well, and then the more the more times you watch it, and the more you either read about it or watch videos about it, or like the the documentary Room Two Thirty Seven, and then you're like looking for everything, mm-hmm. um, which I think is like, oh, it's it's like the movie takes on a whole nother level because it's like. Was that supposed to be there? Was it not? You know, like yeah. I, I, I also like uh, watching like conspiracy videos or whatever reviews of like Eyes Wide Shut, which is another one of those mm-hmm. where I'm like, I don't know why I like this movie. It's not great. I don't know what it is. It's the creepiness, it, but it's like yeah. the creepiness and the and just the weirdness of it. And I was watching a a guy do a big review of of Eyes Wide Shut and kind of like well, if you look at the statues, they're all little kids, you know? And the guy was just like, that was just in the mansion that we rented and we yeah. could, obviously couldn't move them. So it's like, we're watching all of his movies, uh, but especially like The Shining and and um, Eyes Wide Shut, I think are the most like scrutinized. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what does that mean in the back? And it's like, nothing, maybe nothing, maybe something, yeah. you know? But because I've also heard like nothing is on scene that he doesn't want you to see. And it's like, yeah. okay, so what is it? I don't know. And then you just like, let your mind wander. Well, full disclosure, I think out of the three of us, I'm the one that I I hate The Shining. What do you hate about it? Well, hate's a strong word. Most most of Stanley Kubrick stuff to me is like eye rolling. Okay, like I like uh, I like Full Metal Jacket. Sure, Eyes Wide Shut was pretty good. Space Odyssey, I've grown to love as an adult. Okay, um, I will say watching The Shining again, I appreciate it a little more. But like I saw it early on, and it was one of those movies. I'm like, this is not scary. And like at the time, I was like, "There's so much overacting going on," and you know, just like Jack convulsing from his anger. And like, have you she- ever seen the the clips of him before they start the scene? No. So there's a great video uh, that you can track down on YouTube, and it's just him with the axe, and he's just like, <sighs> he's psyching himself <sighs> up. <sighs> yeah, and he's like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go," and they're like, "All right, we're ready when you are." And he's well, like, <sighs> and then they also said like, you know. The director would like wind him up and he was just a get monster him, to Shelley Duvall. Yeah, like, just get him insane. Yeah, there's a I read I read somewhere that she was like f- like physically out of tears. Like mm-hmm. there are there are no more tears in this lady. Yeah. And that's what he did with Eyes Wide Shut, where when Nicole Kidman was having the the uh, sex scene with the the dream that she recollected with the like military guy, they wouldn't let Tom Cruise on the set, and he was like so mad. He was going crazy. Yeah, but it's like that's what he wanted. He wanted that, you know. Yeah. Chaos. Well, Kubrick. Kubrick was weird like that because there were there was like random bits of like tri- again from room 237 where a lot of it a lot of those conspiracy theories are just based on he was a weird fucking dude. Right. Like he was he had an IQ of like 200 or I think maybe even higher so he was very like 
that's why with us, we're like, no, 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 those Calumet cans are just placed yeah. there for a reason. But people are like, no, he specifically placed them there for for this, and they just go well, on explaining it to you. That's the other part of why, like, specifically The Shining always got me, like, rolling my eyes. Is everyone's like, no, no, he intentionally got the structure of the Overlook Hotel wrong just to disorient <laughs> you. And there's doors on, on two sides of the... That was intense. It's like... Or he was just he wasn't concerned about the minutia of the set as as everyone thinks he was. But what a great what a great thing like Sam Kinison they would say like his his thing and he would tell his like inner circle like never deny anything like if there's all these wild mm-hmm. stories of like Sam Kinison always has a gun on stage never don't go no he doesn't just be like yeah I don't know man yeah I guess, I guess you'd have to find out you know and I think with 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 Kubrick it was one of those things that were just like oh cool people are saying all like I mean imagine just yeah. like. You're a director. Like, remember in Game of Thrones when they left the Starbucks on there? Instead of just being like, oh, we fucked up, it's like, or is there deeper meaning in there being a Starbucks on that table? It's like, no, you fucked up and didn't put it under your table. Like, that's what happened. That adds to the luster of the movie, I think. And I I can appreciate that now as an adult. Um, Yeah, like, if there was something and and someone said, oh, yeah, Stank thought 13 steps ahead, so you would discover Mm -hmm. it 20 years later, I'd say, of course I did. Yeah. (laughs) See, I, I think that's something they more so do now. Like, uh, well, yeah, because it's like because now it's a thing. We watch those, so now we're like, oh, I'm gonna do that for yeah. sure. But it was, it was, and that's probably why it was cooler. And that's why, like, if you watch, like, you know, like I like like good bad movies. I love like you know movies like Neil Breen movies or whatever. And it's like if you were just like, oh, I'll make one of those tomorrow. You're gonna love it, Marty. It's like no, I won't because you can't fake that. Yeah, you're setting yeah. out to do it. Like you just can't fake that. Yeah. And it's like, but there are a lot of movies now where it's like. You watch like an episode of The Boys, and then you'll go on YouTube, and it's like thirty-seven Easter eggs. That did you notice that there was the oh okay yeah there was a Superman shirt in the garbage or something like yeah. that? Where it's like fine, but to me it's just like, and I don't think they're like with these movies. It's like well you're gonna watch it in the theater, and then I don't know. There's no VCRs quite yet, or it's not right. that that you know common to be able to watch these movies. Like I don't think Stanley Kubrick thought we were gonna watch his movie like a hundred times and then analyze and then analyze it. Yeah. Like, oh shit, I the tricycle done. path. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, like just, just kind of speaking more on Stanley Kubrick and how he treated the actors, like specifically on garbage. this set, like garbage. garbage. Apparently, he only let Jack Nicholson for two weeks to get him like full on crazy, eat cheese sandwiches, <laughs> which was a thing he hated. Again, that was in the IMDb trivia. Don't know, don't know how true that is. Sure. That is a that thing. Sounds great. But something that like I've I've seen the man talk about was Scatman Crothers, yeah, um, who plays Dick O'Halloran, which both. Both the name Dick O'Halloran and Scatman Crothers, awesome names. Yes. Like the Hall coolest. of Fame level. Yeah. Hall of Fame level. But apparently he made him do the scene where he gets uh, axed in the chest a hundred times in a row to the point where he broke down in tears crying. He was like, what yeah. What do you want? What do you want from me? And it was just to get in his head, to make him like that, you know, crazy. The next film he works on was with uh, Clint Eastwood. And Clint Eastwood is notorious. He's a one-take man. One-take man. So I guess like he, he does a take. And they're like, all right, cool, let's move on. He broke down crying to Clint Eastwood. He yeah. was like, fuck, like, thank you so much for not making me do this. But it was the same thing with Shelley Duvall. He constantly like yeah. belittled her, berated her to where she was all manic and, and frantic like yeah. that. And I guess it, there was talks before they casted her where Jack Nicholson was like, oh, like if if you want someone like that, like you shouldn't cast Shelley Duvall. Um, I forgot who who he suggested in her place, but he was like, her. Yeah. This, this person would fit the role perfectly. But again, Kubrick was more interested in like psychologically breaking down this woman to the point where she was like balding and like yeah. not eating because 
it was like in his weird brain. Like there is that like uh, the making of Shining documentary that we were talking about, where yeah. they show Jack like at the come on, let's go. And you just the way he just talks to Shelly, it's they told the they told the little boy too that they were making like a comedy. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell him it was a, like a, a horror movie. But it was weird too because when I saw this at the time, this was when I was like again like starting to rent all the horror movies mm-hmm. and just being like okay so freddy jason mm-hmm. you know i re- i remember even thinking like how i remember thinking as a kid like halloween was boring a little bit because it's mm-hmm. like come on man i want like because i was watching yeah. like you know texas chainsaw massacre and like Friday. those were like okay and then the bad ones just like you know anything at the at the video store that looked cool anything they, anything they would sean sven Gulli. yeah yeah anything that just had like you know like a, a woman and a, a knife or something it's like we gotta rent this yeah. and then the shining was another one too i was kind of like there's a lot of talking and just walking around yeah. but you know it is one of those things as you get a little more well mature, like, you'd with, be like, with, with like the horror genre as a whole that's always like when it's always so confusing when people are like, "Oh, you like horror movies?" Yeah, because you don't know. It's it's like asking someone, "Oh, you like wrestling?" Sure, it's like because, that, that's a loaded yeah. statement. Yeah. Like, what, so what do you what do you so you said you didn't you don't love it? What what horror movies stink? Do you love? Um. So what when I was younger, my uncle introduced me to a lot of like old horror, like Night of the Living Dead was mm-hmm. the first one I saw when I was really young. Yeah, and probably too young to watch it, and it. It scared me for like a week. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, I loved. Um, wasn't a big Jason Voorhees fan. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, part of that was because, like, I think in that era, it was a lot of, hey, let's get a bunch of young teens having sex and yeah. then just stab them. Yeah. Well, yeah. What didn't you like about that? It was, <laughs> well, but but it was were perfect. Like my mom kept me at like arm's distance from that uh. sort of stuff. So like. Um, Stank was really religious growing up. Yeah, yeah super God, religious. So, I just, so that must have blown your mind, those movies. Yeah, and I was like, how, how is this possible? I, I will say um, Nightmare on Elm Street really sticks with me because um, we just got our first VCR, and my dad rented it from Blockbuster, and then they went to a, like a parent-teacher meeting. Yeah. And then you know, I'm sitting here watching it alone in the house, and then... The movie ends, the credits yeah. roll, and I don't know how to stop the VCR. Oh. And then the tape shuts off and the TV just goes. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, oh, what do I do? <laughs> and then, you know, I mentioned earlier, like the, the scary part of like the overlook is how far the, the empty hallways are. Like I kept looking down my hallway and all the bedroom doors were open, but I saw nothing but blackness. So I would just run through the hallway like turning lights on and stuff and then i called my uncle and finally my parents came by uh. <laughs> so like nightmare on elm street really stuck with me um and then as i got older i like stuff like hereditary like more i don't want to call it cerebral but I'm, I'm less of a teen slasher guy yeah um but yeah like i always thought like i watched clockwork orange early and like i i was informed my opinion was a for, informed that like stanley kubrick liked to put classical music and mm-hmm. juxtapose it with like horrific violence and stuff, and I was like, I'd, I'd hate to call the guy hack because that's, <laughs> that's really pretentious of me. But I was like, I see what you're doing. That is here. funny though. Like as a kid, you're just like, I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. like oh, okay, Ooh, we're juxtaposing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, like I've I've probably seen the, the Shining maybe six or seven times, and most of the time I just I either fell asleep mm-hmm. or um, ended up changing the channel or something. See, there's like a there's like a subset of movies that. I watched as a kid or seen clips of, and I was like, I have no interest in that. 
like I call them like dad movies. Yeah. yeah. Like the Oceans movies. I always just like, I, I prejudge those because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that was a stupid movie my dad rented from Blockbuster and like I, I was too busy. Like, hurry up. I need I need the TV so I can play my video mm-hmm. games. Um, so there's like a subs and this movie again felt in that category. Sure. I also probably watched it on TV. I could see that for sure. And then I like that idea of just like, it's a dad movie. My brain is just shut off to it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's, and like, I've tried for me. It's 2001. Like I just, I'm like, I just, I'm not into yeah. this and I'll be like, this is the night I'm going to watch it. And like, if I, if I have to like rent it on Amazon or whatever, it, the Amazon is on Sarah's account. So she'll get like an email and she'll be like, you trying it. And like, I'm trying it. Here we go. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, I'm going to watch wrestling. Two, yeah. 2001 is also one that I've not from beginning to end seen. Yeah. Clockwork Orange, I, I really like that one. Eyes Wide Shut, yeah. Full Metal. Like, it's just, I've seen those, but 2001, it's it's also one of those movies where you hear a lot of, like, conspiracy theory people are like, they're like, you got to check this one out. Like, there there's some, like, Twitter account that I follow. I, I felt like Room 237, not that, obviously, anyone was, like, sleeping on The Shining, but I thought that, like, really, like, pumped it up a lot. Because that was on Netflix. That was, like, one of the first, like, streaming movies on Netflix. And that that spread around, and then it was like everybody was like all in on it. And I remember being like, "Oh, okay, I didn't know there was like this much stuff going on in a movie." Because so, I'm I'm not super. I'll I'll say I'm kind of on the dumber side, which is fine. <laughs> but like, so when I hear stuff like that, like I'd watch Room Two Thirty Seven, and I'd be like, "Yep, that's what it's about." And then they're like, the next person would be like, "Actually, we think it's about uh, the genocide of the Indians." And I'm like, "Up, oh, yeah, I do think that's what I think it's about." So it's kind of fun. And then I'll watch the thing, and the guy's just like, that's probably nothing. I'm like, yeah, it's probably nothing. Well, what? there's definitely something about community participation when it comes to stuff like that. Mm, that, sure. that you're like, okay, I'll I'll take a second look. Like, on its on its face, like, the room, any sane person would say, this is this is garbage, I can't watch it. But then you're like, oh, I like the room, I like the room. Oh, let's watch Tommy Wiseau be a, a maniac for, like, an hour and a half. And then you're like, oh, I get it. Something switches off in your brain. I think that's that's where I am. With The Shining now, I'm starting to appreciate it a little more. But I like how you said it's like interactive. It's like everything I do, it's like I watch a movie, mm-hmm. then I go on YouTube and I watch all my favorite people review See it what they're saying. or talk about it. Same thing. It's like, oh, the boys. Okay, let's. What did everyone say about the finale or wrestling? I'm done. All right, let's turn on the Observer. Let's hear what Meltzer has to say about it or read about it. And it's just like I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that that wasn't a that wasn't an option back in the day. Like you couldn't do that. You couldn't watch them. I remember my buddies and I. Speaking of Shelley Duvall, the biggest fight we ever had, we were playing like the Kevin Bacon game, just like sitting around drinking, playing the Kevin Bacon game. And I was like, Shelley Duvall and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Shelley Duvall was not in The Shining. That was Shelley Long. And I'm like, no, no, it's no. Shelley Duvall. We were like half split down the middle, <laughs> fist fighting. And then finally someone's like, call Blockbuster Video. And we call Blockbuster. And luckily someone there is like, uh, yeah, hold on, let me grab the movie. And they're like, yeah, Shelley Duvall. We were like, yeah. But we, like, we were ready to fight. And there was no Google, the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I do Shelly Long with cheers. Yeah. yeah. I, I do love being able to do that though. Like as soon as I, yeah. the way I judge how much I love a movie is do I immediately want to pull up the trivia on IMDb? Yeah. yeah. And it's always tricky because sometimes you pull it up and like the first thing is a spoiler, like right uh-huh. away for like, you know, you're 20 minutes into the movie and then it's like, Oh, at the end when you're like, Argh. but that's how I judge like how, how interested I am because it, it's also like there's a lot of things you don't catch, mm-hmm. you know, like so you'll mm-hmm. listen to some review and they'll be like, oh, and then this scene when that and you're like, wait, 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 what? And then you go back and rewatch and you're like, oh, shit. Of course, I wasn't going to notice that like small thing in the background. Like that's why when like YouTube started to become more prominent and people like this was before 
like with Iron Man like one and maybe two had come out and me and my buddy who we're like obsessed with the movies we found all these videos where they're like if you look in the background you see Captain America's shield yeah yeah and I'm like there's no fucking way and then you look at the video and you're like what but I do think I think it's kind of cool too to reward reward viewers and reward you know Mm -hmm. continuous viewing or multiple views or whatever and it's just like I think that's you know because also you like second third time you're rewatching it you're like okay you're like yeah. i see that yeah i know what the fuck like if someone just says like a certain word again i i more so related to like those marvel movies because they'll very much like uh oh they're in wakanda i don't know how to pronounce this and i'm like i know what the fuck you're talking about but it's like think about room 237 like after you watch it so now you're watching the shining and you notice, like, oh, okay, yeah, he's got a little Apollo 13 sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, he's reading a Playgirl magazine for no reason, you right. know? Or, like, the the uh, the guy in the office stands and it looks like he's got a big black dick. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, all these different things we would have normally not even thought of. And then you watch the movie and it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, or things like he's slumped at his desk and there's no paper in his typewriter. So yeah. he clearly wasn't working. Yeah. Well, with Room yeah. 230, let's talk about Room 237 real quick because we've been, we keep mentioning yes. it. Yes, yes. For, for yeah. those of you unaware, we were like, what the fuck is this Room 237? It's a, it's a room docu- you don't go into. It's a room you don't go into. Or Room 217 if you read a book. Yes, yes. But, uh, but you, okay. And then, yeah, because everything I feel like, I regurgitate. I'm like, I heard that in room 237 because it's like you mentioned. It's like, oh, in the book it was different, and that's what you learn right away from the movie, from the documentary. That that part of it was like, oh, fuck your book. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna change mm-hmm. everything from room numbers to colors of cars and everything. Well, it was also people didn't want because uh, most hotel rooms don't go up to 37. Yeah, but they go up to 17, so they didn't want they didn't want room 217 to be the one room where like all the weirdos would go dress up as a bear and like blow sure, a dude in a shoot sure, sure. you know uh but room 207 it was like ifc put it out you could do that in any room hey you could do that in any room uh a bunch of people put together their theories like it's all narration you never you don't ever see these people it's just them telling their different like their takes, theories yeah. yeah and like some of the ones that like i specifically pointed out were like the apollo moon landing yeah there's a theory that Kubrick filmed for the uh, government that he filmed it and that he like, he wanted to talk about it, but he couldn't. Yeah. So he did it through this he was forced into doing it. Yeah. I think they say like citizenship for his sister or something like that. There was something on the table that they mm-hmm. thought because he was, he was from England. Like, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't from no, here. But there was something, there was some citizenship thing that might've, they, they dangled the, the, the theorists would say that they dangled in, in front of him to do that or whatever. And like you said, he wanted to talk about it, but he couldn't, but he could sort of put these little, suggestions in his movies yeah. And, the, yeah. the, the most notable is again danny uh he's wearing the apollo sweater, sweater and yep. then just stands up they're like oh yeah. it's like, taking off you see yeah uh another one was that oh, there's tang in the uh in the mm-hmm. in the uh, in the uh, in, storage room in the storage room another theory was that he was uh this was his way to deal with the holocaust specifically because the number 42 comes up a lot which uh 1942 is when the the final solution gets put into place and uh, there's like Nazi imagery with eagles, specifically the German typewriter. Um, there, it's like this is something about like an eagle on there as well. Jack is later seen wearing a shirt with an eagle. There's like mm-hmm. random eagle imagery in the hotel, and that like all work and no play um, was. It was the way that the Nazis kind of programmed their soldiers of like just just do this, just mm-hmm. do this to make them dull boys. So uh, another one was like. Dave, you mentioned earlier like the continuity errors. The people are like, no, 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 this is this is specifically mm-hmm. done. He was 
known to be like really high IQ person. And mm-hmm. so the whole thing was he did this on purpose to fuck with people, which to mess with your perception. Mm-hmm. Cause when you're watching, you're just like, what's real and what's not. Yeah. For That's like, like that. There are stuff like that where I've watched the videos for like, you'll mention like a more cerebral mm-hmm. horror movie or something. And then you, and you're like, Oh, okay. Cause I do like that idea of, well, the reason why they do this shot is so you feel like you're whatever. And it's right. like, that's again, I love smart people. Smart people are the best. I love watching them do cool art. And then you can watch it and be like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I like that. Like, so many fun little things. And when you see it, it you do almost feel like a little, like, whoa, okay, I got a new story to tell my friends. Yeah, I, I like that. But I don't necessarily believe that, like, for some of the the spatial stuff that, like, Kubrick was like, Oh, most of my audience is going to realize that guy can't have a window behind him. Yeah. Like, who, like, 1% of 1% of the viewers are going to figure that out unless it, it spreads, but he couldn't have counted on that. Like, that's a very popular one. So, if, for those of you who are familiar with what Dave is talking about, when he, when Jack goes into the uh, office for his mm-hmm. interview, yeah. everyone says, like, architecturally, it's just not possible. Yeah. It's yeah. not possible for there to be a window where in that, the middle of this building. Yeah. Which, like, who again? This this film was this movie was filmed in 1980. Yeah, I don't think that Kubrick was going to account for. I did, but I did. I disagree. If you're saying if he's this genius, yeah, but is he watching the set builders? Why would he do? You know what I mean? Or he's like, wouldn't somebody have been like, hey, they're because like, what a hero would you be if you're just like some stagehand and you're like, I don't know if you could know if you could talk to him, but it'd be like, oh, Mr. Kubrick, how would his office have a window if he was just down the hallway and we're like really deep into the hotel? Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Like that to me is like when you watch bad movies, you know, and they'll do like what like cinema sins or something mm-hmm. like that. And that's mm-hmm. like one of those like, how can you have a window when he's in the middle of the hotel? You know, and it's like, oh yeah, that's true. That like there's sense. a lot of things like that where you are just kind of like, why is this here? But again, what a great thing where it's like if you if you had this reputation of like everything means something, then you just do anything. And she's like, What does that mean? I don't know, you have to find out. Uh, well, I mean, like, even with that, there's, cause there is some like, okay, I would, I would lend a little bit of credence to that where it's like, yeah. him just fucking with your mind. But then like in that exact same scene, there's like a specific frame where the guy interviewing him gets up and it looks yeah. like he has a giant heart on Yeah, that a I black th- penis, a black yeah. penis. Yeah. yeah. And he also looks kind of like JFK a little bit. Like there's a lot of things going on there with. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. that I'm like, like, why the playgirl? Why is he reading a, yeah. a, a playgirl? That, the stuff like that I, I could see is intentional like fuckery with the people. Yeah. Like that's where I'm just like, explain to me why that or yeah. whatever, you know, like what's the insinuation. What's yeah. What are, what, what am I supposed to take away consciously or subconsciously as a viewer? I'm just like, yeah. Oh, okay. There's uh, another theory about the maze, the giant hedge maze where it's supposed to be the story of uh, Theseus and the Minotaur, which Jack plays the, the role of the Minotaur. He's mm-hmm. going around terrorizing everyone. And I, like again, maybe like, yeah, maybe that is you know where he got because there fuck, I, a few days before I um we did this, someone posted a video where the the scene because I mean sure maybe he's making a direct reference to that because there's also in this movie Kubrick makes a, a direct reference to a movie from 1928. It's like an Italian film, I believe, uh, where someone is breaking down the door with mm-hmm. axe in the very exact same way that Jack does in this. So like mm-hmm. that, that in itself isn't an original shot and yeah. it's, directors do that all the time. You know, sure, you watch any Tarantino movie and you can go on YouTube and see a hundred people breaking down like these weird, like movies that you've never heard of. Yeah. 
but like that he has and he's he, he has and borrowed he's just, quite a bit yeah from yeah. them man has borrowed quite a bit so that that's <laughs> also another pastiche. one yeah uh i mentioned the calumet can which again is supposed to be like there's a lot of the genocide in, of the indian yeah native americans there's a lot of native american imagery in, in yeah. this like just throughout the well, film now, now if there's one thing i can buy it's maybe he's making a statement about that because mm-hmm. like you know there's things like jack throwing the ball at the at the totem pole mural yeah. uh the blood raining down you know they're half built on a Native American burial site. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the Calumet cans. I think that's a, a step too far. But uh, The last one, again, just, I mean, there's several, but this is the one that I wrote down was that Jack is the devil and that the hotel is hell. Like, specifically because at the end, when you see the photo of him, yeah. he's posed like Baphomet. See, I think... Oh, is he? I mean, do you have theories? Do you have a theory? I mean... With me, I think the hotel. I think at at some point the family, you know, Wendy and Danny, they get mm-hmm. away. Jack Spirit is stuck there. Like he, yeah. he's constantly because yeah. at one point he sees uh, Lloyd the bartender, and yeah. he's, this is all fucked up in his head. Yeah. So if you want, if you were to tell me, hey, the whole hotel is hell. Yeah. This man, this man's soul is trapped here, yeah. and he's just fucking reliving yeah. this. Like Wendy and Danny, they're not even here anymore. This was years ago. This is just you know his his way of like reliving through it. I would buy that. See, I think he's just uh, the hotel's haunted. The hotel is evil, yeah. and and hell or whatever you want to call it. But I think like had you the beginning of the movie, he would not have been in that photo. And then once he died there, he's now part he's of the collection. In the photo, and those are all people who have yeah who have uh, done it. You know who have who have killed family yeah. or whatever. I- yeah, I, maybe. I, I think the overlook is haunted. Like mm-hmm. when Shelley's, or yeah, when Wendy's running through the hallway, and I we've referenced it a couple times. He sees the the guy in the dog suit. Yeah, a lot of people have said that was her almost uh, reliving something that a, a wife had seen running through the hallway, and that's she didn't realize the context of it, but she was horrified. Um, those guys are ghosts. Everyone in the ballroom clearly are ghosts. Mm-hmm. The bartender's ghost, um, and now Jack's a ghost. Did either of you guys see Doctor Sleep? No, no, no. So that that one is like a direct yeah, a sequel to this. Is it supposed to be Danny grown up? Yeah, he's yeah, Danny. it's, it's wow. Danny grown okay. up. Um, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. But I heard, and, I, and there's a, a remake. They did a made for TV, an ABC so I, version of The Shining with the guy from Wings. Yeah, because that's the thing. So we, I think one of you guys brought it up a little bit. Stephen King was not a fan of the movie. Yeah, yeah. because specifically because Kubrick was like, ah, I'm gonna just do what I want. Yeah, which is which, like, it's fine. Like when. When people adapt certain books, like a lot of times, people are, or even comics are real sticklers about like it has to be exact. But do you, it which way do you weigh? Because like the boys is the prime example. Like that came out, and mm-hmm. then I was like, I like binge watched the first season right before the second one started, and I was kind of like, oh man. And like you, I'm like watching videos, and they're like, oh, there's comic spoilers ahead, or mm-hmm. do you want to find out Homelander's deal on this in the comic? And I was like. No. But then I'm like, you know what? Yes. I had no willpower. Okay, yes. So then I find out everything that happened in the comic, and then you're watching the show, and you're like, no, 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 that's not what happened. Doing. But it is just like, basically, it's the source material that you can pick and choose from. And but I and it was like, man, those two must have had like some weird thing, because like, yeah. he just like changed everything, and you know, they, they didn't like just So then later, Stephen King's like, I'm going to make the version I wanted to make. To, to me, as long as you do, as long as you do, uh, do it good, like do a good version of it. That's mm-hmm. fine. Like if you're just for the sake of, 
uh, I'm gonna change A, B, and C about this. Yeah. Just to be different, just to fuck, yeah. just to be cheeky. Yeah. And like it sucks. It uh, kind of seems like an asshole move. Yeah, but I mean, if you're like, hey, I I appreciate that in in your when you told this story, it went this way. I'm gonna change it up a little bit and. Th- this is what I'm gonna do instead. Yeah. And if it makes sense within this story that's told, because that's that's the one thing where like it's that if you really like the Shining book, it's there. It's yeah. not like the movie came out and they were like, "Stop, t- take back all the old books. We're gonna just republish them all with this new story." Here you but go. But I think I think if they do just like page by page, you know, it's like like in the Watchmen. I think they were so like, "Huh, looks just like the scene in the mm-hmm. comic, huh?" And it's like, okay, but I uh, like. Watchmen three hundred have to. Be, it doesn't have well, to be like, like you, that. You look at Game of Thrones, the first five, I think six seasons of it, they directly just took mm-hmm. most stuff from the books because they were pretty thick, and so you couldn't take every little thing. Yeah, but they took most stuff from the books, and then like the Isn't last that would expose those guys kind of like when they ran out of yep. the source material. And that's what they it were was. Like, oh no! As as soon as they didn't have that material, they were like, ah. Okay, but maybe if you're just good at that, that's there's no crime in that. Totally, you know, if yeah. you're just good at adapting things or whatever, and totally then... fine. I, I think when it comes to like a series, it's more forgivable to change stuff. Up. Like the boys does it well, and then like even with I don't, I don't want to spoil things with Storm Stormfront, but like there's some parallels to the original character in the book. Um, but they they do change a lot of stuff. But when it comes to like a a movie, especially from someone like Stephen King, you're saying. This is the movie based on the book that you love, and then when you get there and they change a bunch of stuff that's important to you as a reader, I think for like a, a standalone movie, it's more of a crime, you know, especially to the fans of the book well, and like, to the writer, because like clearly Stephen King loves his work. I've never seen the Made for TV one. Have either of you guys? No, I never want. It's it. It just like. Those made for TV Stephen King because I saw it. Yeah, and they are just so it's not great. They're just like. <laughs> I just see them and they just seem so like cheesy in that mm-hmm. era, like that era to like where you watch like if you watch those like some of those movies that they made in the like mid to late 90s and it had all the like CW or all the like, you know, Dawson's Creek kids and this. And it's just like such a like it's that these are the people who you saw on TV and everything. And it's just like it, it feels like a TV movie. Yeah. And I've just never it's very manufactured. It. It's very much like I. So I, I saw um I know what you did last summer yeah and prime I, example it's and like I read how they were like the hot crew they're yeah. like this so the guy the guy who wrote I know what you did last summer wrote I know what you did last summer pitched it to everyone everyone yeah. said no so he said fuck you then I'm gonna just write something and try and pitch it wrote scream mm-hmm. scream super successful it, it's really good like you know you, you sit there and like you watch and that's another movie where like they play on all those horror movie tropes mm-hmm. and like they'll tell they tell you at the front of the movie like. Oh, this, 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 and that. And then as you're watching the movie, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, they're not going to kill her until she loses her virginity because in all those old horror movies, yeah. like the, the pure one, quote unquote pure one, doesn't die. Yeah. And now that she's not, you know, quote unquote pure, but so the guy writes that one and then he's like, they're like, what else you got? And he's like, here you go. Mm-hmm. I got this. Remember and that, this? Yeah. And nobody. You don't see little kids running around in fucking fishermen, like yeah. you know, with the with the fisherman hood and the yeah. the hook going around. No, nobody. And so it's very much like, like that. You know, it's like you can either. I don't, I don't, what the fuck am I getting at? I I lost my train of thought. But <laughs> regardless, it's like yeah. So there's yeah. There's that cheesy like they there's do a it whole good. group of those movies that like yeah. I don't like Jeepers Creepers. Do you like, and, like? See, I like I like 
I like horror comedies, mm-hmm. but I I don't know. It's like you got to do it the right way. Yeah. See, I Anything s- that Freddie Prince Jr. could be in, I probably don't want to watch see, as a horror movie. You, you say horror comedy. Former WWE writer, yeah. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. There, there's some that they, like, they do it right. Like yeah. what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, there, there's this one on Hulu, uh, Little Monsters. It's, it's not the Fred Savage Little oh, Monsters. I was like, oh, yeah. No, yeah. no it's like, pretty great. Like, I just watched the uh, WNUF Halloween special, which is like a found footage. Uh, it's on Shutter. It's like a found footage uh, 80s news broadcast. And they're like, stay tuned after the. And it's a Halloween edition of the news. And they're like, stay tuned. Like, beloved, you know, news guy is going to go to this haunted house and they're going to do a seance. And it's like, and everything. And they have fake old commercials. And it's just, it's awesome. I, I love those. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead or whatever, like those. It's mm-hmm. just like a little, a little fun, and I appreciate too when there are like jokes in. I mean, like Freddy sometimes after some of his kills are just like okay, it's a little it's like, overboard. It's yeah, but it's to me it is just like, and it is weird too where it doesn't even have to be like when Jason swings the lady in the um, sleeping bag into the tree. Like when I watched that, like everyone laughed, and I was like, "Boy, this is so funny that we're all laughing at this," but it is like fun. It's just so funny. Well, like with a lot of those movies, like the Jason ones, the Freddy ones, and it's it, it's what happens with wrestling. The bad guy can only be cool for so long, and eventually, <laughs> like yeah. I I always think I always think about the what is it, the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, had Heath Ledger not died, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, the Joker and Batman would have fucking teamed up. Oh, <laughs> uh, for, to bring down whoever it was. Even they, I don't like Bane. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah it it would have been that they would have both. Teamed they would have like, I don't kill my Batman. I need him here, so he would have. Yeah. I mean, look, think about it. Darth Vader, this you know this slave boy who rises to power, you know, slaughters uh, a village full of people that murdered his mom. Bunch then of young Jedi's slaughters yep. a room full of Jedi younglings. Exactly. <laughs> then then goes around just committing genocide, just blowing up fucking planets. How many kids dress up like him for Halloween? <laughs> like this is for all intents and purposes. I was for, I was I was both Jason and Freddy for Halloween, uh, back in the day. I mean, the Jason costume was the best. You just get the mask. Yeah. You've had some interesting costumes in yeah, the past yeah, party. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, I, there, there's a certain like charm to like you mentioned, like horror movies when they incorporate like comedy because. Yeah. Like just straight horror nonstop. Like again, and I know some people love that. Some people will love like uh, what's the one that Eli Roth did? Where uh, hostile, hostile, hostile. Yeah, torture porn. Like yeah. some people, yeah, yeah, just want that. Just want I, torture I can't porn. Get into that. Yeah. I can't get into that. But I do love, um, like, I like I just saw somebody do a thing. I almost like watching documentaries about movies more than movies sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody did a whole breakdown uh, about um, I can't. What was it uh, about Blair Witch Project? How mm-hmm. the two dudes were like messing with her the whole time, and it was them like playing this game on her. And then you now you go back and watch it, and you're like, huh, "Where's the map? He, I thought you had it. No, you had it." And there's mm-hmm. a lot of like, "Why?" Well, like, and they they say like in that movie, nothing really happens till she falls asleep. When she's awake, nothing's happened. But when she falls asleep, then it's like weird stuff or whatever. So see, it's like now it's like now nah, I gotta go watch that movie yeah. again. See, I really like you guys talked about like when you guys were kids and watch horror movies. The first horror movie I vividly remember watching is the Blair Witch Project. That was because, probably the biggest one of your mm-hmm. childhood. Well, because the thing was, any again anything that I watched like within pop culture, like there's a lot of things I missed out on, be, specifically because 
Mexican ass Albertans you see the Lara weren't gonna like sit around like listening to Queen mm-hmm. or watching like Nickelodeon. They just weren't. So if I was with my older cousins, whatever they were watching, like there's a lot like a lot of the times I always bring it back to people are like, and Sinker Backstreet Boys and I'm like, neither. I was listening to <laughs> Blink one eighty two and like three six mafia because that's what they were and it's not like a oh, I'm too cool for that. No, it's just like I had no idea what was going on with that, but I remember they were like, "Hey, do you and your sister want to watch this horror movie?" That's but that's like when I'm, that's when you know, like in wrestling, they say like when someone's over, like when you can go to yep. McDonald's and be like, "Stone Cold Steve Austin," they'd be like, "Oh hell yeah," mm-hmm. you know. And it's the same thing too with with movies when they get so big where it's just like, "Well, everyone knows ET," or everyone knows. And like Blair Witch, it was like, "Yeah." I like I literally I remember sitting there watching it. Man, it was daylight, like mm-hmm. it was during the day. And I'm just like, "That's a fun coward kid move to watch mm-hmm. a horror movie in the daylight with the like." blinds up and yeah, you're just like so scary. Jason can't hurt me with it. It's yeah. daytime. Like to this day, I will watch the movie and it's kind of just like, oh yeah, it's fun. They get into that house and I'm just like, oh mm-hmm. no. I'm like, mm-hmm. don't go in there. And then I'm just like, why? You know, but I remember the first time watching I'm like, why, why, why is anyone helping these kids? Why are we not on a fucking like a nationwide manhunt to find out what well, the fuck the, happened? That was the, they were so smart about the yeah, marketing. Yeah, that was the marketing for that where yeah. there was. I remember watching a show and I thought it was on Sci-Fi Channel and I thought legit like this is real, right? Yeah. And then someone's like, it's all for the movie. I'm like, oh, but I was like, I'm in. Well, and at the time, people were like, who would fake all this backstory stuff? You know, and now yeah. it's like regular, but but also too, it's like it's found footage. Like, yeah, we found well, this. Like, all, all, oh, okay, I believe you. All the townspeople are real. Yeah. All the townspeople yeah. in that movie were like real people that they in that they interviewed yeah. about the Blair Witch, which like it makes it creepier now. Like going back and watching it because, the I mean these are just everyday normal townspeople yeah. who yeah. believe these things, and that's where like with a lot of uh, a lot of horror movies too is the the budgets are low, so a lot of the actors you don't know who they are, mm-hmm. and I think that helps so much. Like if it's uh, if you know like you'll see like a really great like independent film and you're just like i don't know who any of these people yeah. are and that's the thing too where a director will be like i don't want a known person to right. play this i want an unknown person someone uh, can't say oh that guy was in downton abbey last week or something yeah it well, just takes you i think i always thought those like going back to those like wb stars in those movies like they always took him took me out of it a yeah. little bit where it was just like you know well there's a thing with like it's just kind of like i don't i didn't like those andrew garfield spider-man movies mm-hmm. like just too pretty yeah. You know, like yeah. you need like Tom Holland now. He looks like he looks like a high school boy, like Andrew yeah. Garfield. Yeah. Like get the get the sexy motherfucker off my screen. Like don't put glasses on and be like check it out. He's a nerd. Like, yeah. No, clearly, clearly this guy. Well, like, and I think every once in a while, a movie like uh, like Scary Movie or like Cabin in the Woods that kind of calls out all that. I think it's kind of cool to kind of like. Uh, like for movie makers to be like all right yeah maybe we need to like it can't all just be jump screams and it can't all be just like you know i I think that's why scream one and two are the best because even then like again the the first scream just plays on all those tropes and the second one plays on all the tropes about the sequels yeah well there's like the new nightmare which is like wes craven's like i can't write another freddy movie so he's like all right let's write a movie about freddy you know and that's i do like that because there's another like uh um mockumentary whatever you want to call it on shutter called behind the mask and it's uh basically this guy and in his world there is jason there is freddie those are like his counterparts and there's like a retired serial killer who's like oh those guys changed the game like it used to be you just get in and do some killing but these guys they like made it an art form so it's like but they do kind of talk about all the like you know you got and the guy is like 
I think I found my final girl. And he's like the the like retired serial killer is kind of like his dad in the movie. And he's like, oh, I'm so proud. Is she great? He's like, oh, she's so great. Like she's going to just do. I'm so excited for her. And it's like this weird way of looking at these movies. I I very much appreciate how like the horror genre because there's a lot of like like westerns westerns we don't we're not talking about like oh these newest the, the newer right. westerns just with the way horror like keeps evolving like i know I, I don't remember the exact same name of the film but right now during the pandemic someone filmed like a horror movie all, yes uh it's like all through zoom yeah it's i keep wanting to say spiral that's a different uh movie that i just watched um host, it, host. yeah the it's host. so great and it but although i watched it like in the heart of like the pandemic, it's like we're not leaving the house much. I kind of feel like if you watch it now, you might almost be like, Ugh. like over there's it. a sitcom coming out for NBC, like NBC's like Peacock Network, and they're all doing it over Zoom. And I'm already like, get the fuck out of here. But but host was just like, it was great. I I've also liked the them bringing back horror anthologies. Yeah, like have you have you seen any of those like VHS movies yeah. where yeah, again it's like. It, I watched the first one the other day, and the first one's not that good. The second one, I, it's when they were just like, okay, hey, this is the concept. Then they brought in like all like the bigger names to, yeah. to do a bunch more stuff. But that that's always also been like another subgenre of horror that I've really loved. Because you go back to like the Twilight Zone, um, like Tales from the Crypt, all those where it's just like, here are these mini short stories we're gonna fucking tell you, and then yeah, that's do you it. need like speaking of hosts? Do you guys need uh, closure? Even though, it, like, I'll give you closure, but then at the end, like the you know the doll's eyes open or something like that. I or, like that because or because there's sometimes where I'll be watching a movie and I'll be like, don't fucking end, don't you fucking end? Because like a lot of times, especially I feel like more like artsy movies are just like, and we're done, and it's like credits, no. And I need, I like, I like, you know. But there are sometimes where it's just like, like a host reminded me of a couple other movies where it's just kind of like. You don't know who it is or what it is or what, you know, it just was awesome and you're done and you're like, oh, okay. Well, part of that is too, because like, if you were in that situation, you might not have all the information. So I, I like when we're just kind of presented, this thing's happening. We don't know this killer's backstory and we don't know where he's going. This is just him going through these guys' lives and this is all you get to see. And then it's like world building. Yeah. For me, Yes. And no, as far as because there's like a cabin in the woods mm -hmm. the whole time they're talking about this like crazy Cthulhu type thing. And yeah. just to me, I'm like, I, I need to see what it looks like. Yeah, I need to. And they've at the very end, you know, just a giant hand comes. And yeah, closes, and perfect. Where I'm like, OK, it's enough of a tease to where right. if they want to do something else in that universe. Yeah. I'm I'm fucking I'm Matt and Nick Jackson at the Sears Center. I'm all in, <laughs> you know, but conversely, like uh, we were talking about Devil's Rejects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect ending to me. Like, yeah, these it just it ends and you're like, all right, they they put up the good fight. Yeah. And that's it. They died and, in and a blaze of glory. Died in a blaze of glory. And then someone went, we got to make more money. Oh, yeah. We we talked about that, too, where like, again, sometimes with horror movies, you don't need to make a fucking sequel. Right. Yeah. And I, I understand. Well, I mean, if you watch any uh, like history of certain, you know, there's a uh there's a Friday the 13th documentary. There's a, uh, a Halloween documentary and all of them are just like, that's it work. I mean, they would make big, like we're killing Freddie. We're killing Jason. It's the last one. It's over. Cause some of those studios were kind of like, 
they liked making the money, but they were also ashamed that they were making the mm-hmm. money. And a lot of the, you know, 80s and 90s, there was like super, you know, religious people coming after him. And it was just kind of like, all right, let's maybe we should move on. But it's like, oh, you make one more movie, you know, or it's like someone will be like, well, if you don't want to do, I'll do a Jason movie. And it's like, OK, fine. You could buy the whole thing. And well, here's the rights. Especially when you say this is the last one. And then you get all the people roped in and you're yeah. like, well, we'll make one more. Well, this I mean, look at, look at like, I mean, the beginning and, and, you know, these movies started to be in that era, like in the 80s slashers where it was just kind of like Friday 13th was just like, OK, it's done. And then they're like, um, do one more scene maybe where you kind of leave it open ended. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, fine. You know, and then it was with with Jason and all that or Halloween. It's just like, yeah, of course. And now we're all just like if there isn't a sequel, you're almost like. Well, you're not doing a sequel, and it's just like no, never. Yeah. Like when you hear a director, or a writer, or somebody be just be like, no, we just wanted to do one, and then you're yeah. just almost like part of me is like, but I want more. But it's like, ah, but okay, then it turns into Saw. You know, it, yeah. it's not hollow. It's not Halloween if it's not Saw, and then it's like, well, the hot well, right. the, for the Friday the Thirteenth movies, they made like nine of them in ten years. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, come on, I mean, it's man. exact same thing with those Saw movies. For I think the first one came out in like oh three oh four, yeah, and then. Every, I remember it. I vividly remember every like yeah. September you start to see the like yeah. Oh yeah. How are they gonna get out of this one? And you're like, they killed the guy four movies ago. Yeah. And even like recently, like they there was supposed to be that reboot. Mm-hmm. Or, or Chris Rock's in one. Chris Rock, one. Yeah. 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 And that's that's also the one thing too with, with reboots, like a few years ago, there there's now been in the past ten years, I think, like two separate reboots of those Halloween movies. I know Rob Zombie did mm-hmm. one yeah. and then um What's, Danny McBride. Danny McBride did another one. Yeah. There was uh more successfully. Yeah. Yeah. There I was think. there was that uh Freddy one with uh oh, Rorschach. Yeah. Oof. Which wasn't good. There was also no. like a Jason. Yeah. yeah, there was a Jason. Freddy one, versus Jason. And they I, finally did. Mm-hmm. And I, I think people more like don't want those like newer stories. They want to just keep rewatching the old ones because yeah. that's like with me, listen, if I meet a spooky girl with colored hair, odds are I'm gonna be in love with her in like a week. <laughs> And more than half the time, it's like, oh, do you want to watch this? I heard this new fucking movie that came out on Shudder. It's supposed to be really fucked up. And they're like, uh, you know what? I'd rather rewatch Killer Clowns from Out of Space like for the fourth time. And I'm yeah. like, okay. But hey, um, there's this fucking, there's this Brazilian horror movie. It's yeah. really fucked up. And they're like, we should watch uh, Jason Goes to New York. Yeah. And I'm well, like, I mean, okay. Well, that's, that's kind of the magic, too. You know, we were talking about like the community really deep diving on movies and I think a lot of directors are like I could have wrote that movie better and now we'll add in little pieces of like Freddy's lore yeah that like weren't really they were kind of hinted at but um yeah I don't know a lot of these reboots reboots aren't that successful for some reason everyone goes to see them and then they don't but it's like like with like how many times did we see Bruce Wayne's parents get killed yeah and it's just like we know still got to put it in there though you know it's like and I, I do I think it's like yeah where they're just like all right, the three of us have to write a new, you know, there's some cool new horror movie that came out. Let's say, okay, host. Everyone likes host. Okay, now we got to do, and if it, and it, like, I hope Hollywood's learned, and especially now with like, you know, filming and everything and, and money and, you know, you can't make these big giant movies and they bomb. But it's like, it was so basic back in the day. It's like, all right, people liked host. Okay, uh, what's the origin of computer goblin guy? Yeah. And uh, what's her? Okay, she's the granddaughter of, you know, it's just like, oh, it's so, it's sometimes really you watch it and you're just like, ugh, okay, so let me guess. You're all, it's like the Star Wars thing. Everyone's related. Yep. Everyone, you know, and it's like, there's, I think they sort of like took some of that out when they did like the, 
in the whole and or like and that's weird too with the new like the new Halloweens and stuff. They're just like this starts after part one. Fuck all that other stuff. Yeah. And it's like that's kind of a bold move to just be like all those movies you watch they don't exist. It's kind of like, refreshing though. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're like mm-hmm. we're just gonna diverge the timeline and ours goes this way. Well, there's like I don't. I don't disagree with wanting to do that either. Yeah. Because there is like right now we have like, well, how would you do, how would you do a sequel to Halloween after they had like 8 million weird things and he's dead and there's a cult and this and that. It's like, how do you start from that and explain to your mom and dad who are like, Oh, here, there's a new Halloween movie. Like, all right, sit down. So here's the story. And you go through every Halloween and then, Buster Rhymes, kill, you know, is there. See, like, but I, I think, because I think those movies, the, the, you know, like the, hey, we're just going to go back and sequelize the first one. Like, I think the audience is going to enjoy that the most. That's who you need to care about. Like, there's often yeah. this, like, you got to include everybody. Sure. But, like, if the one thing the Marvel movies taught me, it's like the Marvel movies, they taught people where, like, listen, you got to fucking watch all these other movies yeah. or get the fuck out because we're not, we're not yeah. going to intro every movie with, like, yeah. a recap of everything. Like, you got to you got to know this shit or right. that's on you. You're either a fan or you're not. Exactly. And I think specifically with that like if you just if you found some old shitty horror movie from like the 80s and you were like we're we're sequelizing this and nobody's seen mm-hmm. it, that's one thing, but I think you know you would have enough lore of like you know Mike Myers and who he is and mm-hmm. what he's done again based on those movies. Well, be- cuz a lot of times in these sequels or remakes or whatever or like reboots what they'll do is they'll be like, someone will be like, oh, I heard uh, I heard Scrump wore glasses. And someone will be like, no, that was never true. It's like if they want to, you know, yeah. retro, you know, fit something. Because like with the Michael Myers like being, oh, yeah, and they're, they're brother and sister. It's like, they're just like, nah, that's bullshit. Someone just made that up. It's like, okay. So that just takes that away. Okay. Uh, I realize we've probably, we've got about an hour and not really talked much, <laughs> much shining. But it's fine because like, I, I think. I just. Uh, yeah, you would just watch it. It's great. Yeah, and then watch make your it, own opinion, and then you get okay. drunk but no, it, it is also like it. again, it is also or just say it's okay. It's okay. Which is a power move, I think. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a good power move by Stank. They just be like, it's okay. Listen, it's it, guy shows up for a, for a job interview. Listen, I'm gonna do it without even looking yes. at, at my notes. Right, Jack Torrance shows up. This is for your elevator interview. pitch or The Shining? This is my elevator pitch. Guy of the shining. shows up. All right, shows up for an interview. Uh, take care of his hotel for six months. He says, "Perfect. Uh, give me time to write my book." Brings his wife and kid. Kind of abusive towards the wife and kid. You got a little drinky problem. Well, yeah, you know, man likes a beverage or two. Insinuated. Kid has a little boy named Tony. Lives in his mouth. Uh, Things start going awry at the hotel. Start seeing dead little girls. There's uh, what's his name, Grady. Yep. Mm -hmm. Old caretaker murdered his family. You see his uh, wonderful daughters around the hotel. Um, Jack starts to lose it. They lock him in a freezer. Someone he, lets him out. So, mm-hmm. Someone lets the man out. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts chasing Wendy around. Wendy, light of my life. You know, that scene. Homer famously recreates it in the Tr- Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Um, they're in a maze. Oh, oh, Jack knocks down the door. Here's Johnny, yeah. which uh, Stanley Kubrick had no idea what that was a reference to. Really? Yeah. He oh, that's awesome. was not a Johnny Carson fan, so... Slid slid on by without uh without him you know doing mm, something television uh, yeah because again knowing Kubrick sure wouldn't have let that in there uh they're in the maze Jack gets frozen Danny and Wendy make it away uh and then at the end of the film you see a photo from 1921 21, yeah. yeah with uh 
Jack Torrance, they're celebrating front and center, looking dapper front as heck. center. See, so, I think whoever is added, they're front and center because mm-hmm. it's almost like a, a party for them to welcome them in to the club. It's a photo, yeah, from from back then, and mm-hmm. he's celebrating the Fourth of July with these people. So, was how long has he been there? Like he's brand new, brand new. Brand but new. I mean, I like I don't know if I don't know if Stanley Kubrick doesn't know who Johnny Carson is, he's definitely not designing the interiors of the Overlook Hotel. But that's come all, on, guys. But that's also like this guy's too. You know, <laughs> he, he might have Carson very well was. been on Johnny Carson. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he might have, and just again didn't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like again, just overall with the film, like I, I still love it. Like I know. Yeah. There's plenty of problems with it. Mm-hmm. Dave outlined most of them. Yeah. Uh, but I love like I, listen. There's two shining rugs. There's one in front of my room, and then yeah. one right here in the the room that we're currently in. And I will say I like the idea of the shining. Like. The idea that he's going in there, he's going crazy, he's abusive to his son, and he's just the whole family is just falling apart. They're all going crazy in there. I like that. Like, um, I like the imagery of it—the twins, the mm-hmm. overlook pattern. You know, I just don't like the actual movie that much. <laughs> I think it's art. Yeah, like stylistically, the artfulness I, of it's it. It's very beautiful. It's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful movie. Um, but then you know, I don't know the acting, the story. I. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I love it. And I know some people now like it's like with I don't want to say like cancel culture. I don't want to sound like Bill Burr, but like with cancel culture, like I know a lot of people now retroactively are like, well, you shouldn't support this film because I, I, I Kubrick, you know, because the yeah. Kubrick was, and it's like, listen, nah, man, I'm I sorry. Into that. Like if yeah. this was. If if this was a current thing, where do we stop then? Yeah. Where do we stop? Exactly, you can't. You know, and it's also it's not like oh he was raping everyone behind the scenes, something like that. Like if it's something where it's like oh okay, clearly like we can't support this person's art. Yeah, sure. But then like listen, he was a piece of shit to uh, Shelley Duvall, and, and she's legit crazy now. And she's legit crazy now. And that listen, that is a horrible thing. Yeah, it's, I don't mean it like. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. terrible. But like, I don't think that should take away your enjoyment of of this because this is also like I mean. She doesn't speak a lot, but she's very good in this role. Mm-hmm. You know, like she—it's a very memorable role. The amongst the things you remember, you know, the the twins. She's the, great in it. She's yeah. great for yeah. for the parts that she is in there. She is she's very good. Um, but yeah, like again, it's it's not for it's not for everyone. But I think if you are, if you've never seen it, and you can do a combo of. Room two thirty seven, and then The Shining, and then maybe go back and watch The Shining mm-hmm. one more time. It's like, what a great, what a great combo. That documentary definitely helps the watchability of the movie for sure. Yeah. Well, because again, it's it's that it's the same thing like watching those you know thirty seven things you missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a sucker for those. Yeah, like, all the time. Like I recently watched uh, Hubie Halloween, Adam mm-hmm. Sandler's uh, Halloween. Well, why did you do that? Listen, it was actually it's actually it's, oh. it's actually pretty good. Oh, okay. You know, I'm gonna take uh, your word for it. Like it's, <laughs> he's like, I'll never know, but yeah. Uh, no, listen, we'll put it on right now and then oh. do a review of that right afterwards. But it's also one of those things where, like, after I watched it, everyone was like, because first off, right away from the beginning, like the opening shot has yeah. Ben Siller re- uh, reprising his role from uh, Happy Gilmore as like that okay. like shitty male nurse. So like. Right away from okay. there, I'm like, oh, fun! It's like a, a Happy Madison. I know like, that so you the Happy Madison multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, apparently, there's like several of them in oh. there, and like watching those videos, I learned a few things of like a few things about Adam Sandler movies, uh, specifically the the romantic leads in most of them. 
almost always have uh, their names. They're very alliterative with two V's. Like I Veronica Vaughn, Vivian. Oh, well, no, like okay. I. It's it's not that many. I'll, I'll pull it up because I I sent it over to uh, uh, to in the group chat to one of the. Boys. Is it just so Sandler can remember their names? <laughs> Listen, so in Billy Madison, there's Veronica Vaughn. In Happy Gilmore, there's Virginia Bennett. In The Waterboy, there's Vicky Valancourt. In Little Nicky, there's Valerie Varon. And then in Hubie Halloween, Violet Valentine. That's got to be a that's got to be a thing. Like a weird fucking a we- See, yeah. But now we're treating Sandler like Kubrick, where it's like, <laughs> what does yeah. he mean by having all these double V names? Exactly, Very like interesting. Because it's that. Like it also might have been just Kubrick was like. They also sound like indie workers. Also, that's his commentary on the moon landing. It, it might have been. Um, but yeah, like listen, if you haven't, again, I, I can't imagine most people listening to this haven't already seen it. Like that yeah. was a thing, even when we did like the house of a thousand corpses review. Yeah. I'm like, if you're, I'm not going to listen to a fucking review for a movie I yeah. haven't already seen. And I very much, I think people that just like horror all around pretty much get a good, cause we kind of sure. touch bases everywhere. Sure. Yeah. And I would say as a, not the biggest fan of the movie, you should watch it. Yeah. It's, it's part of the zeitgeist, you know? Get with it so you could talk to other people about it. Listen, even if you think, because again, with me, it was one of those old dad movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you got to watch it. Like, there's a lot of those movies. Like, I hear you and Sarah on uh, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling at the MLW Radio <laughs> Network uh, talk about Smooth. like Blood Sport and yeah. all those movies. I've not seen well, a lot of those movies. Okay. I have a recommendation. Uh, if anybody needs a movie to watch, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called The Matchstick Flame. Uh, like, Somehow we know. I Sarah knows the guy who made it, and uh, it's oh my god! It's like the room, like it's like whoa! And there's no, and it, they didn't like set out to make this movie. It's always so weird. Whenever I'm on a podcast, I want to like tell everyone about it, but I can't be like it's fucking weird. It's bad, but it's awesome. Uh, it is like just give it a shot, and uh, and I think it'll be the perfect. It's like the perfect palate cleanser. Like The Shining is like a is like a snake dinner. Yeah. But like sometimes you need those like it's White Castle heavy. palate cleansers, yeah. you know? Like when you're like you ever have that you have like a nice dinner and you're driving home and you're like I am still hungry. I could go to Taco Bell. Yep. That's like the matchstick flame for the steak dinner that is The Shining. I feel like that was us in uh, Vegas for All Out. Was it? No, Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing yeah. because Ryan would take us to these fancy steak houses yeah. and. Like, but then you're still hungry, so you have to go to. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna White go Castle. down to. I'm gonna go down to the pizza place yeah, and yeah. eat pizza and chicken wings all night. And I'm like, oh, I better get pizza and chicken wings <laughs> at fucking four the, at four the morning. Uh, but it's good. I like I like that. You, yes. they, specifically with you, you always have like a movie to recommend because yeah. there is a there is a special thing of like word of mouth movies. Sure, mm-hmm. I I mentioned constantly. I had no idea of the movie Idle Hands ever existed. <laughs> If fucking twelve year old me knew, if twelve year old me knew that movie would have existed, would have been all I ever watched. Yeah. But twenty seven year old me knows that movie exists, so it's the one thing that now it's all I watch. But there, there are just a ton of those movies that oh, like yeah. you don't know about, and it's very much that like it, it has all the. Kids. I feel like I'm getting in on the gr- like getting on the ground floor. Matchstick Flame, you're gonna yeah. love it. Uh, I liked it before it was cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Part uh, two is already in the works. It's so good. Are you gonna be in it? Uh, no, I don't. I just, I just want to watch from afar. Uh, but, but we're uh, Sarah's friends with the guy on Facebook, and uh, it's, an, it's already been written. Nice. Needs no editing. It's ready to go. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we could just wrap it up. Then you know we've had a, a pretty fun conversation about horror movies, all the weird shit and conspiracy theories that people have as far as with Room Two Thirty Seven. Um, it's also not to cut off your no, no, your finale your soliloquy to wrap <laughs> it up but 
this like watching room 237 and thinking back to when it was on reminds me of like i'm like i feel like i'm kind of like a reformed conspiracy theory guy Mm -hmm. because it's now they're all like racist and it's just like all like you know government and it's all bad but like this is like this was the the heyday of conspiracy theories online i think like we were getting illuminati stuff we were really getting our digging our, our our heels into the illuminati stuff and true crime was starting to get super duper popular and then room 237 came out and there was all these conspiracy theories about the shine and it was just like yeah and then it all it, it was all went it was fun but that. harmless yeah L- now listen, it's harmless now, now it's harmful, harmful for yeah. sure <laughs> great way to put it we're, we're speaking conspiracy theories i I can't let it end there without like touching on this first. So, <laughs> M- Marty, Marty over here used to host a conspiracy theory podcast. Like I, I am, I'm okay enough to say that the re the reason that I am sitting here right now podcasting that me and Dave host the podcast is a hundred percent because I started listening to Freezing Point. Yeah. The uh, wonderful Dan Friesen. When mm-hmm. Dan Friesen. Who now has a, a podcast called Knowledge Fight about Alex Jones, which is great. Which, like, for for those of you unaware, it was just he would bring on his comedian friends. Yep. Uh, just, you know, and my favorite part of most episodes was about two-thirds of, two-thirds of the way into the show, he would start to review an episode of Degrassi. Yeah, Dan's very <laughs> driven on, like, completing things. and uh, He would have many food brackets. Yeah. But the, the best thing was just randomly start going and i know what you're thinking like oh cool he had a lot of friends that were into degrassi no no <laughs> no like it would be a lot of why did the one kid say that to the one girl type of talk or whatever or like oh drake was on that show right yeah and you'd be like oh yes but this is not one of his episodes <laughs> uh but so aside from that yeah you and dan or uh yeah you guys got together and had, yeah. uh that's what they want you to think yeah we would do a conspiracy theory podcast once in a while uh talk talk about the the jfk one the JFK one isn't that the one that uh remember your car? Oh well, we we would always joke about like all these conspiracies and talk about things, and I'm like, well, I heard this, I heard that, and then my car blew up, and I was like, maybe we need to oh. stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I'm sure it was just a faulty See, but the, thing on my car. There's a again, and I bring all this up, yeah. And if you if you go and subscribe to uh if you're a policy wonk, uh you'll you oh, know, his Patreon you can his hear Patreon you can hear oh, nice. you can hear some of the old ones. There's a very specific one. Oh, the Alyssa Lamb one is your up, favorite. The Alyssa Lamb one. Yeah. So I remember it was uh, you and uh, what's her name? Uh, Tombs. Her last name Tombs. Uh, uh, comedian. You had her on your show. Uh, Toomey. Toomey. Kristen yeah. Toomey. Chris. Kristen Toomey. Sorry. Yeah. yeah Kristen Toomey on. Uh, and she was talking about this fucked up podcast that you and dan put mm-hmm. out and she couldn't get on elevators yeah <laughs> and i'm like what the f- like what are you and i, I had to Alyssa stop lamb's a great youtube search i go back and i listen to Alyssa lamb one and yeah holy fuck i my favorite one of my favorite things ever uh to do is just get real super duper high and then watch those old conspiracy theory videos i used to do this at my old apartment back in the day and i was just waiting for somebody to come like knock on my door and be like you're not what you're not supposed to be watching this like you're in too deep you're finding out all of our secrets um yeah no that it, that one fucked me up too like again and <laughs> like if you guys if you guys aren't familiar with Alyssa lamb like yeah that's you, a youtube the video right now you can turn on the lights if you want you know the <sighs> But it, it's just so fucking creepy, and yeah. no, there is definitely like that romantic that romanticization mm-hmm. of those conspiracy theories before again, like it, it just like yeah. got all like racist and yeah. stuff. Because yeah. like, like 
there's I, again there's one guy his name's like nick hinton i think his name is i follow him he did a podcast with jimmy jacobs oh, okay and i was told like oh by caitlin like you should follow mm-hmm. this guy this guy has a lot of weird fucked up things and he's just always posting like a lot of a lot of jupiter a lot yeah. of jupiter talk and now the moon's a big one on this this channel i watch next po uh the moon is always like what's they're going out the moon and it's like a, a lot of fun videos about like old like found footage of like psa's about like whatever you do don't go outside and look at the moon and then it's like oh actually it's okay to look at the moon and it's like always this running theme it's real great i i just read one a really interesting one about the moon that says that it's a, it's a spaceship and that there's something it's emitting something that's keeping us trapped i know it sounds fucked yeah. up it's keeping us trapped in the matrix sure so nasa did this thing where they were like hey uh we might have a solution to global warming and it's changing the rotation of the earth and take taking us farther away from the moon but mm-hmm. putting us near uh this other specific moon oh, and boy. everything sh- and people are like this is this is nasa and the government working on like us getting away from this uh, so that like i love it you know just taking essentially us taking the the red pill or the blue yeah. whichever fucking one it was that you're supposed yeah. to take again just like like those are fun you know look those up yeah you, know, you start looking up like all like the <laughs> yeah. the other really racist ones yeah. those aren't that much fun um but Marty, thank you so much hey, for joining yes, us. Thank you. Wow, Appreciate where can it. people find you? Uh, at Marty DeRosa on uh, social media, whatever, whatever you're into. I'm not on it a whole lot anymore. I've kind of retired from social media. And uh, Marty and Sarah love wrestling every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, yeah, we're we're very happy to have you come yes, through. Thanks, like again, guys. you know, you you were episode one. Yeah. Um, and it's because you're the king of Chicago <laughs> comedy. All right, man. Thank you, bud. Uh, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Um.